you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's time for the Sports Blast. Ashish Sharma. I am going to smack you so hard. I will smack your face off of your face. Ryan Roach. He can get on base, he can walk, he can hit, and he can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position. Sports. Dave Pollard. He's facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a weird way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves. He's absolutely right. And Mark you have a great coach of Brad Stevens. You want him to stick around. You want him to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch, you have to win these games. There are playoff implications on the line. Here. The Sports Blast. What the hell are you doing? Only on ESPN New Hampshire. This is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't no, work. No, no, don't ruin it. No. And ESPNNHradio.com. Game on! Game on! What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire at ESPNNHradio.com. I'm Ashish Sharma with Brian Roach, David Pollard, and Mark Lazell. How are you guys doing this week? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I cannot complain about much this week, especially after the things transpired on uh, Sunday the way that they did. Oh, what a game. Oh, unbelievable. What a hell of a game. Unbelievable. I'm still uh, in shock, honestly. It hasn't even really registered what just happened on Sunday? What actually transpired? History happened. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and it's history that we will probably never see again in our lifetimes. You definitely won't see. You won't see a 25-point comeback down from 19 in the fourth quarter yep. in the Super Bowl. You will never see that again. I was telling Mark on the drive up here uh, two years ago in Super Bowl 49, the Patriots became the first team in NFL history to overcome a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit in the Super Bowl to win. They've done that twice in three years now. Incredible. And this was a 19-point deficit. And this was a 19-point deficit in which, and it was a game in which you were out of it. You were out of it in, at, at least uh, when it became 28-3, to right? They put up that fourth touchdown in the third quarter, and you're thinking to yourself, well, this game's over. You can sort of tune it out now. You can start drinking yep. a little more, yep. start having conversations with your buddies, and just watch the rest of the game play out. And slowly but surely... You could tune back in because you could feel it sort of happening. No one expected it to happen. Okay, I, I don't think there's a soul out there that said when it was twenty-eight to three, hey, there's st- there's still a chance. You know, right. no one was I'm feeling not, good about it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I told my cousin that the Patriots will still win this. Well, and, and, the and, and you why, also texted us the, that too. And, so. And so you said they'll still yeah. win. And, and the reason why is because Tom Brady is in a New England Patriots uniform, and until he like retires or something happens to him, he, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's the greatest of all time. The reasons there's a reason why, and he proved it on Sunday. It's because he. Gets the job done when it matters. Well, well the difference between uh, you know between your outlook and mine was I kind of knew that the Patriots offense was capable of putting up points in a hurry. Sure, but I thought you know Atlanta already has twenty eight. Oh, you they thought they can pad that lead? They can score another ten points and put it out of reach. Well, even they if the should pa- have. They should have, and I knew that they could have given the offense that they had. So I had the same line of thinking as Mark is. You know, yeah, the Patriots definitely have an explosive offense. They can put up twenty points in eight minutes. Sure. But Atlanta's already at 28. Well, they can not, put up 10 more points, make it 38 to whatever, and that should be enough. Not to mention, Ashish, when it's 28 to 3 midway through the third quarter, even if the Falcons don't score, I'm thinking to myself, there's not enough time to put up yep. 25 points. Yep. No. You're thinking there is just not enough time. And, you know, it's funny you say that, Mark, you thought that they were still going to win. 
Because I thought there was a chance, obviously. You know, I'm sitting there with uh, 10 of my friends. Maybe three or four of us really know our football. And we're sitting there at 28-3 to three going, okay, this is over. This is over. 28-9, to nine, though, 28-12, to 12, now you're starting to think, okay, well, you start to think, like, what has to happen you start here doing for the, the Patriots to actually You start doing pull. the math. You, you know after Goskowski misses that extra point, right? That's sort of the point where even if you thought, okay, they just scored a touchdown, it's going to be 28-10, Goskowski misses that extra point. And and you're you just like, yourself, of course. You're like, <laughs> it, it's just not their night. I won Nothing that is bet, going the their way. Oh, I did too. Yeah, yeah, that was a prop bet, by the way, Dave. Remember, would there be that a there'd missed be a missed extra, extra point? point? <laughs> and, there, and there was, and of course it was Goskowski. But at that point, you're just thinking nothing is falling in the Patriots' way. Way. No. But 28 to 12, that's when I start talking to my friends, and I'm like, okay, well, there's not a lot of time here. Situational they, football. They're going to have to get a turnover to compensate for the fact that they had two turnovers, including a pick six. Bye, they Brady. had yep. to get a turnover in order to turn the tide in this game and actually give themselves a chance. So that that's, that sack and, and consequent fumble created by Dante Hightower yep. may have been the play of the game because that is where the Patriots made it. Uh, made themselves able to actually make the comeback. And I know a lot of people are going, like, curious going into this game, say, like, you know, they haven't faced anybody tough this year and that Falcons are going to be the toughest test. And I fully believed in that. But when you look at it, you know, the Patriots have been, you know, their backs against the wall so many times. That's why when I was watching the game, I'm like, Tom Brady can still come back from this. And the reason why is because, Malcolm Butler had that interception on the goal line uh, against Russell Wilson. He, he literally ripped it away from you. So that's where Tom Brady literally ripped away that win from the Falcons. Yeah, well, I got I to tell you guys. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, I, th- I think the biggest thing was how often Atlanta's defense was on the field in that fourth quarter yeah. and, and yeah. during the whole game. 99 snaps, not including the two two-point conversions. So 101 snaps that's insane. that defense took. Yeah. yeah, And by the end of the game, yeah, they were gassed. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely gassed. And I think that the one thing that people maybe overlook when you're talking about the Patriots, they do not stop. They don't. You have to stick the dagger in them. And maybe that's why Kyle Shanahan sort of started getting all loopy in the fourth right. quarter, thinking that he's got uh, to score a touchdown, thinking that he's got to yeah. pass on third and one, when all you have to do is fall on your ass if you're Matt Ryan, you kick a field goal, the game's over. Right. Yeah. After the Julio Jones catch, uh, they ran it once and then decided to do a seven a seven a seven step, step drop. Yeah, back. I, think, I think they ran the ball what five times in the second half with a twenty five point lead. Like, what the hell are you doing, Shannon? So, so Devontae little... Freeman was running all over that defense too the entire well, freaking game, especially in the beginning. And I think that the Patriots made a good halftime adjustment to be able to stop the run. Yeah, once did. once they real, I think that Freeman caught the Patriots defense by surprise. His his speed, I think, caught them by surprise yeah. right off the bat. That first play of the game and that strength. first run that they if that Robertson Freeman broke off for twenty five yards. Yeah, if Robertson uh, uh, readjust himself after failing to tackle him the first time. Right, yeah. Malcolm Butler was gone. there too on that. Yeah, on they that both missed tackles. So I think yeah. that the speed of the running backs definitely caught the Patriots by surprise in the beginning. But it, when you're when you're talking about down the stretch, there is an intangible with this team and this quarterback. That people don't—I uh, I don't think that people really focus in on it because it's—it's it's difficult to put your finger on. But this guy, this quarterback, Tom Brady, he's—he's he's just got the will to win. I, I don't know if you guys saw sound effects this week, but uh, Mohamed Sanu was yapping a lot during yeah. the game. And Mohamed Sanu, the there was one—there was one shot where he was standing with Taylor Gabriel, and he was running his mouth, and he's like, "Oh, we got this." And Taylor Gabriel was like, "Yeah, but they got Tom they Brady." Got Tom though. Brady, man, I remember <laughs> you know, that. And, yeah. that. and that was like right at the half. And, you know, it was almost like Taylor Gabriel knew, 
Like, yo, we, we, can't, we can't get complacent, and man. They got, Ma- they got 12 over there. Maybe Mohamed Sanu just didn't get it. Yeah. You know, Taylor yeah. Gabriel seemed to get it more than Sanu, who's yeah. a veteran. And Julio actually got it, too. I, I think Julio was like, all right, let's, let's keep going. He because played a hell of a game. They're not going to oh, stop. The, oh, the catch by Julio? Well, my God. Julio Jones, for what it's oh. worth, you know, I think a lot of people thought maybe this Falcons team would his choke under pressure. You can never yeah. Well, it, it just in terms of showing up when it matters, Julio performed. That Jordan, Four for like, that Michael Jordan logo. He, he catch. made he made catches when catches were there to make. Right. Yeah. He wasn't targeted all that often. No. And I think not. that's due to the Patriots defense doing their best to take him away. But I'll tell you, Julio, when the ball was thrown to him, he made tough catches and tight coverage. He yeah. showed up. He, he, he was a tap dancer the entire oh, game. Oh, yeah. The, the toe-tapping catch was one of the best catches I've seen in terms of pure skill. Like, that wasn't a lot of luck. That was almost all skill. And so, the pass by Matty Ice was also right yeah. on point. Well, that was like the Jared Cook and Aaron Rodgers connection sure. um, against and, what, the Dallas Cowboys. And, and Matt Ryan was also under duress. Remember, he was flush out of the pocket. He had to step up and make a perfect throw over Eric Rowe. Yep. I mean, you missed that by a quarter of an inch south. Yeah. And Eric Rowe is an interception. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that, that toe-tapping catch was one of the plays that got them to, what, the 21-yard line? I thought, I thought, it, I thought it as soon as he made that catch. Range. As soon as he made that catch. Now, was that the drive that Matt Ryan took the sack that took them yes. out of field goal range? Yes, they had a holding a, call. It was a sack and then a hold. They I shot hold themselves on. Well, the in the foot. the sack foot. didn't put them fully out of the hold it, it made it, it made a third and 33 yeah. yard field it goal. made it third and 33 yeah. yeah and that pretty much put them out of it and i gotta tell you take you guys, take you guys back to the the half when i was watching lady gaga and i was about to cry you know the internal dialogue i was having was okay make this a respectable loss like you're getting blown <laughs> out right now you're gonna lose like just lose by 10 or 14 somewhere in that range i wasn't even thinking win I was thinking, just don't get blown out. See, uh, at that point, I was still thinking there was a chance. It was twenty-one to three at the every, half. Every time they st- uh, they scored in the like fourth quarter, I was like clapping. I was like, "All right, we're getting there. We're getting." <laughs> yeah. It was It wasn't so much the score though, because twenty-one to three is not insurmountable. I mean, you go back to the two thousand six AFC title game between the Patriots and the Colts, one of the most heartbreaking losses we've ever experienced. No, when the, the Colts came back, the, team. the Colts came back and beat the Patriots in that game. I knew it wasn't insurmountable. It was just so much the fact that the Patriots couldn't do anything offensively. Blunt wasn't moving the ball. He had a fumble. The Falcons were doing everything right, including their defense. Blunt is I, so bad. So I, I given was just all those say. things, <laughs> given all those things, all those factors, I knew in my heart of hearts that the Patriots were going to lose the game, and of course I was wrong. I was going to say, you know, I called it last week. I, I said that they're going to come out with a game plan that nobody will really know about, and they they ran the ball it to LeGarrette Blunt. It was a stupid game plan. And it was a stupid game plan because you knew that the way that this game was going to go is Tom Brady versus right. Matt Ryan, and that the running game would be like a, a sub a, well, a sub note. That's not the thing. It's just LeGarrette Blunt uh, sucked. N- it well, was awful. He sucked. Yes, but he needs um, momentum to get going. Oh yeah. And the quickness of Atlanta's defense oh, very fast. was his kryptonite. Well, you could see it on the <laughs> on the very first drive that LeGarrette Blunt didn't show. Up because yep. they had that third and one. You need one yard. And he, one well, yard. Then he get pushed back. He went sideways <laughs> and, and lost a yard. He went sideways. And there was a there was enough of a hole where a guy as big as LeGarrette Blunt should have been able to plow his way through and pick up the first down. Instead, you go three and out to open up the game. Yeah. And now it's looking Mar- like Atlanta's uh, deferral was going to work out for him. Right. He's, he might have smoked too much marijuana before the game. <laughs> Maybe he was, he and, and he was seeing just, sideways. And there were just situations where even when things were going right, and I'm putting that in quotes, 
uh, when things were going right for the Patriots, when they'd get like James White in the flat and he'd run for nine yards, he'd get tackled like a yard short of the first down. That was happening a lot in the first half where it's like you were so close to converting that first down and moving the chains, but you just yeah. can't get it done. It was one of those games with the Patriots where you just thought like they're just it's one of those games. And a couple more ops to it, open up the half too. In the in the second half, when they got that three and out, Julian Edelman got that big return. They go three and out. And two mm-hmm. drops, one by Hogan, one by Edelman. Exactly, yeah. just one of those games. <laughs> and again, you're just thinking to yourself, and nothing is going right for them. And right. then the fourth quarter starts. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was like the air got sucked right out of the Atlanta Falcons' sidelines. Yeah, And, and I, that's why I'm going to say that this, this wasn't the best Super Bowl game ever. It was the best comeback, best finish I've ever seen. I, yeah. I disagree, oh Mark. I think it was the best Super Bowl of all time. Mm, it I, wasn't, I, I though. Because there's a difference between the best played football on the field. It wasn't because the first half was terrible football for the Patriots, yeah. good football for the Falcons. But in terms of taking everything into account, first ever overtime in a Super Bowl, greatest comeback ever, Tom Brady going for his fifth ring, you know, the deflate gate saga, taking all those things into account, I think, like, honestly, heading into this game, I thought nothing would ever top Super Bowl 49. That was number one for me. I'll tell you I this. I think this topped it. I, I think that it was the best fourth quarter you'll ever see in yeah, Super Bowl yes, history. Sure, but is, I, I kind of agree with Mark because I think what he's getting at is the whole entire game really wasn't that entertaining. Right. It wasn't. It was a blowout for two and a half quarters here. Boring. A total blowout. You can even say it was a blowout for the first three quarters. I honestly think Super Bowl 49 was the best Super yeah. Bowl of all time. I but agree. I think back and forth, shot for shot. Right. I'll go back to it. I think it's the best finish Ever because Tom Brady and the New England Patriots just didn't give up. They were relentless. They had that, you know, cold blooded killer in them. So when you look at it, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's the best game I've ever seen. It was the best finish. Sure. And and I think a lot of the blame has to go. I mean, obviously you put it on the head coach Dan Quinn, but Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator, Awful running the ball calling. running the ball somewhere between four or five times in the second half. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Can we but talk about ab- both sides of the running game? What they were they abandoned doing? their running game up twenty five points. You gotta chew up that clock, man. What well, are you doing? And if you listen to the sound effects when it becomes uh what was it, twenty eight to twenty eight to nine. 12? Maybe. Yeah, after, after oh, Gostowski yeah, kicks yeah. the field goal, right? It's twenty-eight to it's twelve. Twenty-eight yeah. to twelve, and you can sort of see the sidelines of the Falcons uh, getting uh, getting into a state of disarray. And they you know can, it's a sixteen-point game. It's and, a two-possession game. And you game. can see Dan Quinn though. Dan Quinn said to his players, "All right, uh, we're, we got to attack. We got to attack. We got to do what we do. We got to go out there." Matt Ryan says to him, "Yep, let's get right out there. Let's get another touchdown." You didn't need another touchdown you if you're the Falcons. The field goal. All you had to do was march it down to the 20-yard line, kick a field goal. You could have done that two more drives. Game is over. And the other reason why the game wasn't that great of a game is because the play calling was horrific from start to finish. Oh, yeah. Questionable play calling on both sides. Like I don't, I still don't know why Josh McDaniels called for the uh, double pass on third and oh, one. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, why would you do that? I why at, would you do I that? I looked at my friend right after that incomplete pass from Edelman to Lewis, and I said, I think we just watched them give up. Yeah. yeah. I, think <laughs> we just just I think we just watched them wave the white flag but then they go and they pick up the fourth down on the very next play on a bullet so I thought it was Hogan, but uh, but you might be right. Amendola might have made that fourth down. Amendola was way, huge. Just yeah, just a bullet, and he, you know he what? He comes he comes up huge in the playoffs. A lot of unsung heroes. Amendola was huge. Hogan made a couple great catches. Edelman obviously. Hogan, Hogan Hogan's catch on third down where the Patriots were at their own. I think it was like they nine were at, like yard the, in that. They were uh, Brady was in the end zone when he threw that pass. against yes, Alfred. And he, it yeah. was a double coverage. Uh, he threw. He Brady, dropped it right in. It, that was that was the play of the game. Might might that, have been one of his best throws. 
the Patriots would have had to punt from there. Yeah, they're they not going it from there. They probably would have punted uh, at that point. There was like three minutes left, and they were down by eight change. at right. that point. So yeah, they might have punted it away if you don't pick up that third down. I mean, but... Elman's catch. We haven't even touched on that, but that oh, was uh, uh, that's gonna that's gonna live in people's memories forever. I can't even imagine how he had the. Finger strength, the to know fundamental that football right there. Uh, it was, it's kind of funny. Ball, he he was on Jimmy Fallon's uh, Tonight Show earlier this week, and he said it was seventy percent luck. And I was like, he's being humble. That's BS. <laughs> that was all concentration, right. or at least eighty percent concentration, twenty percent luck. No, that was all luck. No, it, I think it was no. It was wow. Brian. Well, watch the, football, the replay. The, watch the replay. Yeah, but the football had to touch someone's leg for him to. Yeah, it. true. Sure, that's true. what I'm saying. It was twenty percent luck. No, but the that's fact all that when the ball went up, eyes, when you watch <laughs> you his eyes, yeah, his ability to readjust his body, go for the ball, oh, never no. lose track of I don't it. Know how you may never it, see that catch again. You couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't duplicate that. His no, quick reflexes, being able to ungrasp it and then be like, "Oh no, I'm losing grip on it." That was the scary part. Right, he almost let go of it. When you're watching it in fast motion, you're. Like there's there's no freaking way he caught that right. football. There's no freaking way. And then they show the very first replay. They had a great shot of it on Fox. Right. And it's that moment where he's got it, and then he opens his hands. He he un, he, what are you he lets the football go for like a split second. You can just see his hands sort of let Whoa. the ball go as it's falling and to the ground an inch off the ground, and he grabs it before it hits the turf. Are you kidding and then me? And he's able to keep control of it before any of the footballs. Touch and the that's ground. that yeah. is concentration. It I mean, that, me that is a skilled and, and, play. And, and here's the thing, guys: if he doesn't come up with that, there are three other Falcons diving for the ball. Although one's oh, yeah. falling backwards, one well, of them could have picked it, it off. One tipped it. Well, yeah, that's it was, was almost Alford, a pick no, in Alford general. picked it off. I, I mean, Alford tipped, tipped it up. Right? Uh, yeah. Under look, and it, it could have been it could have been picked off either with Alford's initial touch right. of the ball or one of those other guys Pull. diving for it. Pull. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, and it's going to be uh, underlooked, and it, it's almost not even worth mentioning, but that was one of Brady's worst throws of the game. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Edelman easily. saved his ass by making that miraculous catch, and it ultimately saved the game for them. And right. that catch reminded me of Well, that Jermaine was on first Kirst. down, luckily. It, anyways, so. Oh, it was it was Jermaine Curse. It was David Tyree. Yeah. It was Mario Manning. All the it was above. All of those. It was the same thing. And again, just going back to sound effects, I mean, that, I love that, by the way, the sound effects that we saw. LeGarrette Blunt just moments before said, we're always seeing one of these amazing catches in the Super Bowl. <laughs> And he, was, and he catch. was talking about the Julio catch. Yeah. Right. This was well before the Julian Edelman one. Yeah. And he was like, if we could just get one of these to go our way, you know, we'll have a chance to win. Julio did the Jordan logo when he caught that. Oh, Literally. Oh, I, I, I was picturing Michael Jackson going uh, backwards. That's really? what I was thinking. The yeah. Moonwalk? Someone, did, someone, <laughs> someone put it side by side. It looked exactly the same. <laughs> wow. So. All right. 603-883-9900. A lot to get to on the show today. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. An ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebetard and Stugatz. The Knicks actually handled this well until it got to their PR department. And now the PR department is arguing with Oakley, saying everything he's doing is fiction. He needs to get help. They're making matters worse. If only PR was as good at handling their job as security was at handling this job, the Knicks wouldn't be a losing franchise. Like, the higher you climb up, maybe we need security for the Knicks to run the entire franchise. Right. Because the higher you climb up in the Knicks organization, the more incompetent you fine. It's like an inverted uh, pyramid of confidence. I think the higher up you climb in the Knicks organization, you'll find more and more incompetence. It's like if it's a ladder of incompetence. Mellow's at the top of the player ladder, and then you climb up a little higher, and you got Phil Jackson smoking incense and flip-flops, and at the very highest point, you've got James Dolan making his employees come to listen to his music in a band. Napa know-how. When you grab a pair 
of Bosch Evolution Beam Wiper Blades, now $10 off at Napa. You'll have the confidence to tell Mother Nature to bring it. Bring the rain, snow, sleet, the almighty, all-powerful El Nino, and even more rain. Because with Bosch Evolution Wiper Blades, now $10 off when you buy a pair, you'll show the weather who's really the boss. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Offer expires 228.17. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Life can hit you with the unexpected. The loss of a job, a sudden illness, a dramatic jump in your mortgage payment, leaving you feeling helpless, forcing you to make difficult decisions. If you've fallen behind on your mortgage, are worried about financial problems, or are afraid of foreclosure, it's time to take control. You don't have to lose your home. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling can help. Seek advice from our certified housing counselors today. Call us at 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Real solutions for real people. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization that has been providing financial counseling and education for 60 years. Our national network of member agencies have helped millions of consumers with foreclosure prevention. NFCC member agencies are approved by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. Well, the Bruins are coming off their first win of the Bruce Cassidy era. The Bees made the move to fire head head coach Claude Julian on Tuesday morning. They beat San Jose 6-3 on Thursday. Busy weekend for the black and gold. They take on Vancouver today, a matinee game from TD Garden. Puck drops at 1 o'clock. They'll turn it around quickly tomorrow when they take on the Canadians. The Celtics are also coming off a Thursday night victory. They defeated Portland 120-111. They're in Utah tonight to take on the Jazz. Late night start time on the East Coast. Tip-off will be at 10 o'clock. Well, everyone, the Super Bowl is over, and you know what that means. Spring training is just around the corner. Brian Roach is very happy. Pitchers and catchers are not officially due to report to camp until February 13th. Position players on the 16th. However, several players are already practicing at team facilities, including Pablo Sandoval, Brock Holt, and Jackie Bradley Jr., just to name a few. The Madison Square Garden security chief was fired on Friday, this following an altercation with Charles Oakley in which he was escorted from a Knicks game by security officials. Owner James Dolan banned Oakley from attending future Knicks games. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Budweiser. This Bud's for you. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. Freeman, what a... Austin Hooper. Falcons overload the right side of the Patriots offensive line. Pass is picked. Intercepted Robert Alford. He's gone. There are no flags. And the Falcons add to their lead. Alford with a pick six. Here is 
shotgun. Ryan gets hit. Ball is out. This is a fumble. New England has it. Hightower makes a big time play right here and get the ball loose on Matt Ryan. End zone touchdown. Amendola. Direct snap. And it's good. James White. Ryan is sacked. What a play. But I want to say to our fans, our brilliant coaching staff, our amazing players who are so spectacular, this is unequivocally the sweetest. Well, that was a sweet sight. Uh, Roger, Goodell, Roger Goodell handing the Vince Lombardi trophy to Robert Kraft. Yeah. And I got to give it to him. I hate his guts. But he did go over. Cameras caught him going over to Tom Brady and shaking his hand. And if you read his lips, he said that was awesome. Uh, yeah, he did say that was awesome. And then it looked like Brady was sort of like, dude, what are you, you doing down here? <laughs> go have yourself. Get away from me. <laughs> I want to celebrate. Did you see <laughs> the handshake, though? It was kind mug. of a longer handshake than you would expect. Like, Brady held on to his hand for a little while there. Yeah, well, yeah he was I mean, squeezing Brady's it. a class act, all right? He's deflating, no, no, I don't, I don't mean in a classy way. I don't mean in a classy way, Dave. It was almost a, oh, where are you going? Well, You're trying to escape? Did you see him during the, like, MVP thing? How awkward it oh, was? Oh, that was so awkward. <laughs> Cringeworthy. Uh, he was just like, come, come here, Brady. Come get your award. And then he, like, pulled him closer. And then he just left. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Dave. It's like he didn't let him go right away. Like, 
like, Roger Goodell almost wanted to shake his hand and then get the hell out of there. And Brady was like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. And he was, like, holding onto his hand. <laughs> yeah, le- maybe let this linger for a little bit. You can yeah. feel the hands of a champion. <laughs> Is there any doubt now at this point that Tom Brady has cemented his legacy as the greatest and most accomplished quarterback in NFL history? Quarterback, I mean, I yeah. thought so. I sort of thought so before this game. I, and I so said too. last week, you know, if he wins, it's not even a discussion right. anymore. Yeah. It's not and, even close. And, and when you add the way he won it. It's not so much that he won. It was how he won. It was unreal. And now they're the favorites to win next year. You got to have the <laughs> willpower, the balls, and, and the skill, the focus to not... Let yourself get down on that game. I will and say, to come though, back like that is just, he's the greatest, I will say, the greatest champion in football history. I will say, though, the unsung hero, there's a lot, like you said, Dave, but the unsung hero of this game is the defense in the second half. I mean, it was bad play calling great. by the Falcons, but. Patriots D showed up. Yeah, I mean, according to ESPN stats and info, the Falcons had a 99.6% chance of winning the game with 10 minutes left in in the fourth quarter. They pressured, I think, Matt Ryan on 14 of 26 dropbacks. So, oh, they were getting a Matt Ryan, and again, that's poor play calling by the offensive coordinator uh, there, Kyle Shanahan. Probably should have just run the football a couple times, but instead he's doing seven-step dropbacks on third and ones when you need a field goal. They get all, they get backed up, and uh, you know they get holding calls. Flags were a problem for the Falcons throughout this game. Yeah, you know, and it's it's one thing to say that the that the Falcons choked, but it's both, right? The Patriots oh, a made a comeback, yeah. and the Falcons sort of choked it yeah, away. It's not mutually exclusive. You can have both. I mean, Absolutely. you kind of have to have a choke job for yeah. one team to come back, but you can't I, but discredit I'll, the other team. I will team. say this though: for anyone who doubts that this was something any other team could have pulled off, or, or, or I'm sorry, if anyone believes. That some other team, without Tom Brady, without Bill Belichick, could have pulled this comeback off despite the choke job that the Falcons exhibited in that in that game on Sunday. You're crazy. You are. The Falcons could have choked the same way they did on Sunday against any other of the 30 teams in the league. And still won. And still won that game. I will say that the Fal- it's not shocking that the Falcons kind of choked because we always said that the Falcons were inconsistent you know, throughout the playoffs. They did show up in the first half, but yeah, they did. you can't get too excited. you got to finish the job. And-, and the way that they were playing, it was just like they were comfortable after having a, a 25-point lead. Right. And if I'm the Falcons, I do like Kyle Shanahan's kind of demeanor where he wants to put up more points. Right. But you also got to understand that the clock's on your side. Yeah, you've yes. got to move that clock. You Milk keep, the clock. Yeah, you it- keep the second. Moving. And, you know, we've always talked about, uh, you know, teams don't know how to beat the Patriots because you've got to put points on the board. But there comes a time in a game when you're leading by that much to use a little bit of conventional wisdom and just milk the freaking clock. Yeah. Take some time just off the little, clock. You know? Kick a field goal. <laughs> you have one of the best field goal kickers in the game yeah, in Matt he, Bryant. He, Bryant is a no slouch. He hit a 59-yarder this year. He can, he can make... Tough field goals, and yeah. he's indoors. You're mm-hmm. in a dome. Right. Kick a field goal I mean, if you want to put points on the board. Them, but yeah. that's okay. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> you know, they were thinking, hey, we got to go for the jugular here, but they yep. were not smart about the way they a went about go- it. A field goal there would have been the jugular. It would have iced it. It would have made it, at uh, that point, uh, a three-possession game. Right. No, a- and, and if you're oh, I'm sorry, it was eight point game. Yeah, oh, that's two. right. It would have yeah. been thirty-one to twenty. Well, yeah, right. It would have been eleven gotta, point game. You've yeah. got to understand that if you're the Falcons, and I, I I know that the mantra is put up as many points as you can against the Patriots, but sometimes that means just taking a smart yeah. field goal. I believe right. on, someone on the commentary team uh, after uh, 
the Julio Jones catch said, "Oh, three points would be big here." Yeah, <laughs> be huge. And then yeah, after that, that they ran it. They did run it, but it was for a loss of one yard. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then came the sack. Then came the holding penalty that put them way out of field goal. They range. shot themselves <laughs> right in the foot. They did. They, so they did hand the game back to Tom Brady, and when you put it in that guy's hands. He'll tie you, it. You better pray. <laughs> Game so, over. So speaking of Tom Brady, we all say that you know he's obviously the greatest quarterback of all time, even before this game. And now, without a doubt, he's in the running for greatest player of all time. No doubt about that. None. Is he definitively? I don't know yet. Is he in the running for it? Absolutely. It, he There's will no be doubt. when it's all said and done because he's not even done yet. Yeah, yep. he'll probably be around for another three, four years. Unbe- sure. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, guys, that being said, some people still aren't convinced that Tom Brady's the greatest ever. And they're morons. Yep. One of Say these people. What? Donald is Trump. our I'm good buddy kidding. Rob Parker, who we <laughs> talked about two weeks ago. He was on uh, the herd with Colin Coward the day after the Patriots won the Super Bowl, and he had this to say about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's the GOAT. You say what? He's not the GOAT. He's the... That's why I bought you a T-shirt. Oh, jeez. All right, here we go. He's the LOAT. Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> what is? As what in is what? The luckiest... Of all time. And oh, that doesn't mean please. that he's not a great quarterback. He that is doesn't a- mean. You know, when I talk about this, people think I'm saying he's a bum or he can't play. Of course he can play. And of course he's been great. But he's also been very lucky. This is greatness on a shoestring. He's two plays away from losing four straight Super Bowls. Okay, he's also two plays away from winning four straight Super Bowls. Well, he's two plays away from winning six. Six. Is he not? Or seven? Or seven straight. Yeah, seven. Seven, seven straight. Super Bowls. <laughs> exactly. And He's two plays away from winning seven straight <laughs> Super Bowls. Stupid, moronic take. Like, everyone knows that these games, these championship football games, and most football games that are competitive, end on one or two plays. But it's the culmination of everything. It's the journey there. We all know that football hinges on one or two plays at the end of the game, and mostly that's what we remember. But for the love of God, like how can you not sit back and appreciate... What he just accomplished there. And you call him lucky. Yes, the Falcons had to choke. Some luck was involved. But champions take advantage yep. of that luck. Yeah, that's, and that's what winners do. I mean, you, you saw the Patriots uh, on the first two-point conversion do a play they did the last time they were in Houston. Uh, Statue d- of Liberty? Direct snap. Yep, that direct snap, <laughs> and it was with Kevin Falk, exactly. <laughs> that that See, blew my mind, honestly. Yeah, they I mean, brought like, back the, the Statue look, there, of there, there's, there are certain guys <laughs> who just will hate certain players or teams and will just, regardless of new information like we talked about two weeks ago with Rob Parker, or, or new events, just won't change their stance. And Rob Parker is one of those guys. I was telling uh, Dave yesterday, like, Tom Brady could go into a burning building and rescue 50 people, and Rob oh, Parker would still hate him. Rob Parker would still hate him. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does this man have to do? I don't know, but uh, Ashish. He's I, the load. I'm not going to agree with him, but I, I do think that there's sometimes, you know, there's destiny there, okay? And when you look at it, you know, everything has to go right, okay? And, and sometimes, most of the time for Tom Brady, it does, all right? But, and like you said, he could have had seven, but um, in regards to Tom Brady being the best quarterback ever, the cliche is... There's luck and then there's skill, right? So I, I, I say, you know, where there's luck, there is skill because, you know, w- with Tom Brady, yeah, he got lucky down the stretch and throughout the game, but you still have to come up and you have to close and do your job. Oh, Mark, on it's top a- of the skill, the dude's just got balls made of stone. Oh, no yeah. doubt. And Are- it's a. 
like to to come back like to have that Giselle focus knows. to not yeah. to not crap your pants in that situation right. when when you're mounting the comeback. Okay, fine, you're down 28 to 3, you get a touchdown, you get a field goal 28 to 12. Hey, a lot of players start to get the jitters there. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, Tom Matt Brady, Ryan would have ice in his veins. Yeah. Right? Ice in his veins. And we've seen it throughout the course of his 17-year career. This guy is stone cold, and that's all there is to it. He's a killer. You cannot take him down. And if you want to, you better stomp on his throat. You got to double tap that son of a bitch because he is going to come back and defeat you. And just going back to Rob Parker, you know, saying that Brady was two plays away from uh, losing the two, or rather from, uh, yeah, he was two plays away from, losing, from four losing four straight is what Rob Parker said. You know, David Tyree and Mario Manningham were the two fluke plays that if they didn't happen, he would have won Super Bowl 42 and 46. Uh, also, Felker, look, can't we or say? Or Welker made that catch. You know, or the Vinatieri field goals go a yeah, different so, way so in the early years. So, I mean, you can do the butterfly effect thing all day. Tuck rule. But, I mean, it just keeps changing. 20, 20. I mean, can't we say that Eli Manning's lucky because he was the beneficiary of those two plays, Tyree and Manningham? Absolutely. I mean, At people forget that Tom Brady hit Randy Moss for the go-ahead touchdown in Super Bowl 42, and the defense blew it. Right. Yep. But we right. don't talk about that. We well, don't talk about Wes Welker's drop. We don't Look, talk if, about Wes Welker, but if, we do here if, in New England. Yeah, right. if you but even the rest wanna, of the country doesn't. If you even want to bring up other quarterbacks, like how isn't Eli Manning a luckier quarterback with Thank that you. smaller sample size? <laughs> Thank right. you. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won both. With the monster defense on when, both sides. When you've won five, yeah. you might just have to sit back and say, okay, there's a decent sample size here. Maybe it's a little more than luck. Five of Maybe seven. It just happens to be that this guy is lights out when it matters and in most. The, and in the same sense, we could also say that Russell Wilson would have been lucky if the Jermaine Curse catch ended up with uh, the game-winning touchdown for the Seattle Seahawks. Totally. Can we say that Russell Wilson's lucky in that sense, can, too? Can we just it's a do dumb-ass argument. Can we do away with luck entirely when you've been to seven Super Bowls and you've won five? Isn't that enough of a sample for you to say it's got to be more than luck? Yeah, yeah but the problem Jackass. is with Rob Parker, he's such a Aaron Rodgers fan. And he, he, he loves Aaron Rodgers. He loves the other 12. Yeah, and he's alone. Aaron Rodgers really choked against the Falcons. And, well, he had no one was well, healthy. Okay. Up, like, and that secondary was atrocious. They were at fourth string. like. But, but to that point, right, Tom Brady, he doesn't really have really equipped players. I mean, he, he makes all of his, everyone. Exactly. And, and that's one difference that... Rob Parker has to look at Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's so dynamic because he has Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, you know, Devontae Adams. Who the heck does Tom Brady have? He has, Edelman. He ha Edelman, but Gronk's hurt, yeah. right? You got Martellus Bennett, who's a little banged up. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're going into a Super Bowl with Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola. And James White leading the way with reception. James White, Malcolm Mitchell, two guys that are going to be unsung heroes of this oh, game. Mitchell James James White, I think people are going to come around and realize, like, holy hell, what a game he had. You Three put touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers in Tom Brady's shoes in that game, it's a blowout. I'm I don't, just I don't think it's any... A blowout. Don't turn I don't into think, Rob Parker, Mark. Look, I don't think any other quarterback No, no, I'm saying comeback. it's a blowout. It's a blowout if it's Rodgers. And the Falcons' favorite. That's what I'm saying. Right? It's a blowout. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, it's it's going to be 28-3 to three gotcha, final gotcha. score. <laughs> right? It's like what I said earlier. Any of the other 30 teams in the league go down 28-3. to I don't care who you are. You're not coming back, but the Patriots can because yep. they got Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's not Rob a Parker. He's a GOAT. All right, 603-883-9900. When we come back, we'll get into the offseason plan for the Patriots. They have a lot of impending free agents. Who stays, who goes? We'll get into that next. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire. 
1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Guys, get her something special at JCPenney's Love Worth Giving Sale. Starting Thursday, get an extra $10 off when you spend $25 or more with coupon on select items in-store and at jcp.com. Or for three hours in-store only, this Saturday, you'll find $20 diamond stud earrings. That's right, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Saturday only. Diamond stud earrings for just $20. But you better hurry. It's almost Valentine's Day. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Dollar 29214. Some exclusions apply. Check jcp.com or newspaper for coupon and details. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old, and I work at a graphic design company. Which is funny, because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me, you know what? You can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you, I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this eight-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic designer. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping big brothers, big sisters help a child. And that can last a lifetime. Start something today at bigbrothersbigsisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because... I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Bruins are coming off their first win of the Bruce Cassidy era. The Bees made the move to fire head coach Claude Julian on Tuesday morning. They beat San Jose 6-3 on Thursday night. Busy weekend for the black and gold. They take on Vancouver today. A matinee game from TD Garden. Puck drops at 1 o'clock. They'll turn it around quickly tomorrow when they take on the Canadians at 7.30, also from TD Garden. The Celtics are also coming off a Thursday night victory. They defeated Portland 120-111. They're in Utah to take on the Jazz tonight. Late night start time on the East Coast. Tip-off will be at 10 o'clock. Well, everyone, the Super Bowl is over, and that means spring training is just around the corner. Pitchers and catchers are not officially due to report to camp until February 13th. Position players the 16th. However, several players are already practicing at team facilities, including Pablo Sandoval, Brock Holt, and Jackie Bradley Jr. 
just to name a few. The Madison Square Garden security chief was fired on Friday, this following an altercation with Charles Oakley in which he was escorted from a Knicks game by security officials. Owner James Dolan banned Oakley from attending future Knicks games. This SportsCenter update is brought to you by Miller Lite. As long as you are you, it's Miller time. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. In the NFL, you don't get many chances to become a free agent. You're 26 years old, right? Correct. Yeah, you're going to turn 27 this offseason. They exercised the fifth-year option because that was their right. Now you get to exercise free agency and see what's out there. And so in a perfect world, yes, you would love to be back in New England. And if it works out, that would be great. But it's your duty and obligation to go out there, explore the market, see what's out there, and if some team shows you much more love and respect and appreciation than New England does, as disappointing as it would be, then it would be time to move on. How did I do, Dante? I'm I'm not going to agree with you 100%, but I, I, I think you're about there. That's Patriots linebacker Dante Hightower on Adam Schefter's podcast this week talking about his upcoming free agency. Hightower, one of uh, many Patriots free agents this offseason, some of which uh, include himself, uh, Malcolm Butler, who is a restricted free agent, so we don't have to worry about him as much. Because LeGarrette the Blunt. The Patriots can uh, match any offer sheet he signs to. LeGarrette Blunt, Martellus Bennett, Logan Ryan. So LeGarrette Blunt's not back because of the fumble. He's expendable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He had a hell of a year. What are you going to even offer the guy? He had a hell of a year. He had 18 touchdowns. That's it. Does he make uh, a million? He's uh, making a million this year, maybe 900000 Yeah. He's yeah, cheap. He's 1. dirty. Yeah, yeah. Laguerre Blunt, though, after, With the, after 18 the touchdowns. Yeah, after the year yeah. he had, he might be looking for top dollar. But uh, Dante top Hightower. Top dollar? What? <laughs> Not yeah. necessarily top dollar. Top dollar for his standards. No, for the top I mean, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell's going to set the market. In, uh, so that, that's where <laughs> it's going to Le'Veon Bell's well, going to set the market for Laguerre Blunt? Is Levy even a free agent? Yeah, he's a free agent. Is he really? He's restricted. Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. He's restricted. It's still a free agent. Yeah, but it's easier to sign him at a lower dollar. Look, Blunt... Blunt, you want you want to give him top dollar? Not top dollar. Not top dollar. He wants to because of the eighty touchdowns. He's in love with the touchdowns. I will give him. He's so engrossed by these touchdowns. I will give him a crisp one hundred thousand dollar raise. Get him from nine hundred k to one million. One million. You can have one million dollars if you want to be the running back. Dude, the guy. Buy Legarrette Blunt. I mean, Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, you can you can replace him easily. Well, you just need a big lug who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna run it down people's throats at the goal line. That's why. And that's why he got 18 touchdowns. Right. He's right. not even the most important free agent. We're no, I think, I think no. I think like Hightower by far is the most important because again, I yeah. said Malcolm Butler. If he signs to an offer sheet with any other team, if it's within reason, the Patriots will match this, it. This Dante this win by the Patriots, the Super Bowl win, yeah. might make it so that Dante Hightower is expendable because. Well, here's the thing. Tom it's Brady led the combat. Oh, oh you get comfortable. Well, who, who made Brady. the strip sack? Who made the strip sack? Well, yes. That'd be Hightower. Who, you don't, you don't made, win without made, that strip sack. Who made that you stop against Marshawn Lynch yep, in the, in that the would be Hightower. Super Bowl on the one-yard line? That would be Hightower. Yeah, yes. but who doesn't pay t- Who pay, doesn't the pay their free Oh, no, no, no. My opinion is that he's gone. He's gone I disagree, Dave. I think they'll slap him with the franchise tag. It's $15 million. It's not cheap, but I think they'll franchise him. Here's what I expect them to do. The franchise tag is for Bennett. No, like the franchise tag window 
opens Wednesday of, Wednesday of this week, right, Brian? Is when the I franchise so. tag opens uh, the window? I believe it's Wednesday of this week. Why are you asking me? I, I just assume you know these things, but no, I believe I, it's if Wednesday it was of this like week. MLB free agent like <laughs> tags, I'd know it. I, I get the know. <laughs> I believe Wednesday of this upcoming week is when the two-week window opens. I think you're right. Here's what the Patriots will do. They'll yep. franchise Hightower for Wrong. one year. They'll trade Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> for us first for uh, for a first round pick. Whoa. Wrong, Whoa. and then they will use that Ew. pick to draft High Towers' eventual replacement. See, wow, that's what's gonna happen. No, I no, I, th- I, I thought I, Van I Noy was too. his replacement. No, <laughs> Kyle Van Noy's like a, a, a third down linebacker. Uh, like, Ashish, no. when, when does the train stop though in regards to not paying your own guys? I, I feel like you need to at some point realize that. You know, these guys are making plays out there, and, and they're working hard for the money, of course, but I, I think it's a sign of respect if, I, if you're Mark, Bill Belichick to pay these guys. It may be a sign of respect, guys. but you look at the fact that he got rid of Jamie Collins, and they still won the Super Bowl, and Jamie Collins got a four-year, $50 million deal with $26 million guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns, and now... Dante Hightower is looking to get the same type of money. You really think that Bill Belichick is getting him a four-year, $50 million deal? He'll slap him with a franchise tag. He'll pay him $15 million for the one year. He'll trade Jimmy Garoppolo, get a high first-round pick, or at least a mid-level first-round pick, and use that to draft Hightower's replacement. That is exactly the type of thing that Look, Bill Belichick would do. Ashish, it's not going to be up to him, all right? I want you to listen to some more of what Dante Hightower had to say to Adam Schefter if we've got that sound right. You want the... Do you want the full one? Uh, yeah, go ahead, because I'll, I'll stop you when we're when we're good. When okay. you when you hear the uh, the big comment made by Hightower, which is telling to me. Go ahead. Now let's preview what's coming up here in the next few weeks, which are going to be some of the most significant weeks in your life for all the success that you've had in the Super Bowls and in New England, tackling Marshawn Lynch at the goal line to set up the Butler interception and the strip sack of Matt Ryan in Super Bowl Fifty One. You are about to become a free agent. What are you expecting? At a free agency, um, you know, I I'm not sure. Um, um, obviously, I got a, a few few friends, a few teammates going into it with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Chandler Jones and Logan Ryan. A few during uh, Harmon, I got a lot of guys I'm close to. Uh, Jamie obviously already signed his deal, but um, I've, I've reached out to him and talked to him a little bit. But uh, I'm sure it'll be be a be a journey, a rough rough and rocky one, but. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've had five five good years, and uh, I'm looking forward to what's what's coming my way. What are you looking? For? All right, you you heard that just the same no. way that I did, what's right? Coming my way. He's testing the market, guys. Yeah, he's he going where the money is, and he's but, won but, two Super Bowls. He doesn't have to they, win anymore not, in this league. It's not his decision to make. If he gets franchise tagged, which I expect the Patriots to do, it's not his decision. He can't do anything. He'll have to send the franchise tender. It's not. Wait, his is decision that true? To make. Unless. Yeah. They, unless they give no, him the can, non-exclusive franchise tag, but uh, I think they'll give him look, the Unless they uh, use also, the franchise tag on someone else. Well, I don't 15, think they will. $15 million for linebackers, right? Where yeah, the tag roughly. for tight ends is roughly $10 million. Yeah. That tag is for Martellus Bennett. I'm telling you, it is. But then you'll have to pay Gronk more. Gronk is still on a team-friendly contract for at least the next season. Yeah. For at least one more year, you have him at a team-friendly contract. If they do franchise tag Bennett, I think Gronk's gone. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that we're... Yeah. we're Getting to the point with Gronkowski and his health, when you need a viable backup, the only reason that we didn't see a drop-off this year at the tight end position like we had in previous years when Gronk got injured is because you had a guy in Martellus Bennett that could step up and do a lot of the grunt work and make catches uh, and big plays when it was needed from him. So I think that the what's going to happen here is they're going to tag Bennett 
because it's a cheaper option than tagging Dante Hightower. They're not going to give Dante Hightower, who's not on the field 16 games every season. He's asking more than $10 million per season. Oh, we'll want top dollar for a linebacker, absolutely. And you're not going to give him the franchise tag at $15 million because that's overvaluing Dante Hightower if you're Bill Belichick. But yes, he makes big plays, but his yeah. health is a concern. He's not out there 16 games a year. They're not going to slap the franchise tag on a guy in a Hightower when there is no value in doing so. I was going to say, who do you think is more valuable at losing on the market? Because when, when you look at it, I mean, Dante Hightower is a phenomenal linebacker. He's progressed throughout the years. He's made clutch plays, of course. And then you have Martellus Bennett, who could potentially be the replacement, the heir apparent to Rob Gronkowski yeah. and be a, a formidable you know, tight end um, in the, the Brady's offense. So you're looking at it saying, you know, w- which one is the hot commodity right now? And I, I think right now it's Dante Hightower because they already got rid of Chandler Jones. Rob Ninkovich, you know, he, he's not the same as he used to be. Mm-hmm. He's coming off that injury too. So you got to look and say, we got to keep these guys intact. And the only way to do it is you got to give them the franchise tag. Well, I, I don't think they're going to give them the franchise tag because, look, this is like uh, Devin McCourty's situation when he hit free agency. Yeah. Okay, there was talk about slapping the franchise tag on him because he's one of the top safeties in the league, mm-hmm. and it was a position of need for you at the time. McCourty tested the market. They said, go ahead, test the market. And he ended up taking a hometown discount. I don't think that Hightower is going to take the hometown discount, but I think they're going to do the same thing and say, go ahead, test the market because we're not slapping a $15 million franchise tag on you when you play maybe 12 games a season if we're lucky. Now, what if he goes to Cleveland and plays with Jamie Collins? Then he'll go die we'll never in see him again. We'll never the, see him again. With oh, the rest of the X-P. Cleveland, hold on, Cleveland hold actually on. might be uh, yeah. a pretty good defense. Please. Yeah. Uh, that organization is a mess top to bottom. A- anyone who they goes there goes there to die. Jimmy Garoppolo. Joe, oh, there we go. It's going to be the, the JV squad of the Patriots within a couple <laughs> years. All Practice right? squad. <laughs> JV squad would beat them. The JV squad of the Patriots, yeah, they might just beat the, the Cleveland Browns. They suck. All right, wrapping up hour number one here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. Pat's Peak Ski Area, a great family-friendly